0: Welcome to A Handful of Hope, where we bring you heart-to-heart conversations with heart-centered people. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of A Handful of Hope. Today, I'm so happy and grateful to have Donna Brown with us here, who, after feeling unsure of her purpose for many years other than being a mom, she has finally found her mission and her passion to support other women in living a life of joy. Donna incorporates all her lightworker gifts as a Reiki master, crystal healer, coach, author, trainer, speaker, and your personal cheerleader. She guides her clients step-by-step in uncovering their true passions and desires, including sharing techniques to confidently make decisions in all areas of your life. These techniques rely on energetic responses, whether using a tool such as a pendulum or simply your body's response through muscle testing. Energetically, our bodies know what we need before we know intellectually. Protecting yourself energetically is crucial and she provides practical tools and techniques and offers solutions to raise your vibration and clear yourself of negative energy that does not serve you. She's passionate about crystals and as an energy intuitive, selects the exact right crystals that are meant for her clients to best support them. She's grateful for her ability to guide clients through chakra balancing and Reiki sessions since energetically being in alignment is crucial and can easily be accessed from a distance. Donna became a number one best-selling author for the second time recently with the release of the collaborative book, Women Who Rise. The first collaborative book, Women Who Ignite, was published in 2016. Donna, welcome and thank you so very much for being here.
1: Oh, Jesse, thanks so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be here with you.
0: Yeah, I am so grateful to be here with you and hear someone talk about their experiences with muscle testing and Pendulum. I remember the first time I ever experienced muscle testing and what a mind blowing, like just really just mind blowing experience that was. And then when I was finished introduced into, into a pendulum, I was just so blown away by it and it was incredibly fascinating. So maybe we could start there. And for people who are not familiar with muscle testing and pendulum and calibrating that way, you could explain it a little bit what that is and the benefits. Oh, sure.
1: Uh, muscle testing, um, I first learned about many years ago. Um, I had gone to an alternative holistic healer who tested my body. I have a lot of food sensitivities and allergies, and she tested me by muscle testing, which I didn't understand it at the time, but I could see when my arm was strong and when it went weak, when she would introduce new things to me. And then I went to, uh, Jack Canfield's Breakthrough to Success, um, uh, event, and he there showed different mo- different ways to muscle test. You can actually use your body as a pendulum. So if you stand straight, and you, it's always important to ask whichever way you are muscle testing, to ask to show me yes and to show me no. And then start with a question that you clearly know the answer to, such as, my name is, and or is my name, and watch how your body responds and then you say uh, something that's an untruth and see how your body responds. So most often when you use your body as a pendulum, you're standing. For most people, they fall forward when it's a yes and backwards when it's a no. It could be reversed. It could be forward one way to the side another way. So we're all individual and it's not always the same. So which is why it's so important to know what your body's responses look like. There are other ways to do it. You can interlock your um, pointer and thumbs and pull them apart. A yes for me, they hold together. A no pulls apart. Hmm. So, and you mentioned the pendulum. I was introduced to a pendulum uh, through my crystal healer certification. So um, now this is my go-to tool so show me yes sure it's a clockwise circle for me show me no it's a left to right motion and it will also respond to i don't know <laughs> like, i need more information and i use it i use it daily if i'm unsure of an answer or if i'm looking for guidance i use it to select the crystals for my clients i use it to help my clients make decisions so it has really changed my life because now I know it's in alignment. Whatever this tells me, the muscle testing, it, it allows me to be in alignment. And mm. the times, there were a few times where I did not listen to it and regretted it. Really? And, oh, yes. So now I know if my pendulum says no, I listen.
0: How Have you always been a trusting person, Donna, because I imagine like the, you know, the out to outsider looking in, looking at that and saying, well, you know, and this is where the, what, what was the term we use? Woo woo or whatever. But it's really what I, when I was learning pendulum and muscle testing, it was muscle testing, not so much but the pendulum. It was really, it was this, it was like learning to accept the trust in it, that knowing but you, there was It was interesting is not only for me when I would experience it moving, whichever way it moved when it was being calibrated, there was a feeling that came with it too, and that was what was really remarkable for me was there was a feeling and so there was this there was this but I still had to trust in that feeling and trust in the truth of the pendulum, which I think for a lot of us we're so conditioned to question so have you always been a, like a trusting person or really, really? no
1: no. I, I have had my trust broken many, many times throughout my life, Mm. which has, um, always made, um, I always had the, my guard up. I was always wondering what people's intentions were. I would, you know, had, was hurt. I've had some,
0: um,
1: my trust broken many, many times over the years. And so I was, I was a disbeliever at first. And then And then the more I learned about energy and vibration, it became clear that I could trust it.
0: Hmm.
1: And it's, it, and I know people look at it and think it can be crazy, but I have also learned to use it. Um, <clears throat> I have food allergies and sensitivities. And if I take something or eat something that is not meant for me, I get really, really sick. And so I've also learned that I could be in a grocery store and ask, is this safe for me to eat? If somebody wants me to order something online, you know, direct sales or whatever companies online, I will first look at the picture and I can know just by looking at it, my body knows if it can tolerate it. Hmm. And it's changed. And you know, there were things not too long ago that this said no and now it says yes, and I'm thrilled and I'm, you know, and I
0: trust it. I completely trusted it. That was, you know, for me, I think that now that you're sharing that and I'm recalling that was the really mind blown moment for me where with muscle testing, because I learned muscle testing first. And I remember somebody was being tested on the stage and then they had an envelope in front of them, something inside that nobody had seen and they tested weak. And then you pull out what was inside of it. And it was like, you know, some candy or something like that, a bunch of processed stuff. And then there was another envelope with like a, a a vegetable or something like that in it. And they tested strong and I was really curious. And so, okay, I'm like, wow, this is mind blowing. Let me try it out. I got a glass of water from the, the faucet and I filled it up in a glass and I filled a plastic bottle up with the same amount of water, you know, approximately. And I would test a few people. And every time the plastic would be in front, they would test weak. Every time the, wa- the glass would be in front, they would test strong. And that for me was just a, wait, whoa, there's, there's something going on here at a much deeper level that I am blind to be able to see. But it, there, there's, because it wasn't just one or two people. It was multiple people that that would work on every single time. And it, it's, it's so incredible. So you, especially with the food allergies, I find that so fascinating. So you were able to go in just off of trust with it. You would have a positive experience with food. And then has that changed now? Has it evolved where you're able to, you know, maybe test out some foods that you haven't been able to before you, you're very, least, you know, the foods you eat and you're not having adverse reactions to anymore
1: well so the the types of food that I eat has uh shrunk over the years yeah. um, <clears throat> but every once in a while, I will test something that I tested negatively to before and see if I can have it now and it it can change mm. it has changed um i I eat healthier now than I ever have before, and so I feel my best but i But there are some things that even if I did test positive, I probably would never eat again. Um, But it has been uh, my true guide. And energetically, our bodies know what we know. Energetically, our bodies know what we need before we know intellectually. Mm. And so we are drawn to those foods. And when you can open up to be receptive to believing that it can be towards people. It can be towards situations. It can be towards environments. It, it really does encompass everything because we are all energy. Everything is energy. And, it, and for me, if it doesn't align with me, I feel off kilter. And I like to be in total alignment.
0: What does it feel like to be in alignment? I think because I feel, like, I feel like so many of us live our lives or maybe not our entire life, but a piece of our life, whether it's a relationship or professional life, some part of our life is out of alignment. And it's, it's become such the normal that I don't even think people know that there is an alternative So maybe you could describe really quickly the contrast between the two. What does it feel like to be in alignment versus what did it feel like when you were out of alignment?
1: So let me give you an example or ask you a question. Like, have you ever been in a space with other people and it feels light and it feels good and you're having great conversations and then someone walks in the room and it feels like all the air was sucked out yes when they have negative energy and it just feels terrible the first was what it feels like to be in alignment where you just feel good and you feel happy and you feel light and the second when that person walks in and drains the energy it's like heavy and negative and icky
0: Hmm.
1: and so to me that's that's the contrast from being in alignment and from being out of alignment. And it may be different for other people. But now that I know what it feels like to be in alignment, that's the only place I want to be.
0: I've noticed, this is a totally personal and completely selfish question, but I feel like you're the person to ask about that. So I've noticed for me is as I've done and been more intentional about the people I spend my time with doing things that are more meaningful to me that are more enriching that I find myself struggling and going into, you know, quote unquote, normal stuff. Uh, The example is, is when I usually go to the grocery store, I usually go first thing in the morning when it opens at like 5am, or I go late at night before it closes. Not a lot of people in there, I'm able to get in out in a couple minutes. But with the times changing, and having to go in more normal times, there's a lot more people. Or And so I find that I get more apprehensive, almost more energetically sensitive, or if I'm walking on a crowded street, I feel this almost, where I never had this before, I feel this kind of that almost oh, out, out of sorts icky, like I'm picking up on other people's stuff. What can we do? Is there anything that we can do about that too? If we have that awareness, and I know... I do, and I'm sure other people do, if you have this awareness, if you notice you have the sensitivity to it, is there something that we can do energetically to make an adjustment where that's not affecting me? Because for me, it's starting to affect me to the point of I'm really, and I don't think the alterations are bad, but I'm also withdrawing from activities that I might be curious about doing because the, the, the way to get to that activity requires me to engage in a part of Uh, in a a modality that I feel is energetically not nourishing or uplifting for me.
1: I think that first of all, yes, I can share a few techniques, but just to speak to what you said, I think that the more someone is in alignment when they are out of alignment or where they are energetically surrounded by energy that does not suit them or align with them. We are more sensitive to that. I mean, you asked if I was always, you know, had these gifts. I don't remember how you asked specifically, but I do remember, I do remember like being in school and feeling like I didn't fit in and, and intuitively I knew to pull away. I didn't want to, I wanted to be in that group, but I knew that it wasn't good for me. I couldn't articulate it then, but looking back on it, I knew I had that intuition when situations didn't feel right, that I knew I shouldn't be part of it. So, you know, it's an eye opener now, but having learned all of these tools and techniques, how I can look at my life and see how useful they would have been over the years. But I'm just so grateful that I know these things now and can share them with others. So, actually, Jack shares the, um, the technique of, surrounding yourself with a Bellagio fountain. So creating any type of uh, visual shield around you can help protect you. When you set the intention for nothing to penetrate your energetic field, Hmm. and there are different ways to do it. So with the Bellagio fountain, it's the fountain that is outside the Bellagio Hotel, and when it raises, it comes up. The jets are very close together, so it raises, it comes up as a wall of water. So if you imagine that you are standing and have your own personal Bellagio fountain around you and clearly visualize it coming up over your head, that can act as a protector. And the way I share with people is I show them, I have them say something they don't like about themselves. We muscle test. I have them think something they do like about themselves and muscle test and then raise the fountain. So I wanna give them uh, a a scenario where they can see the difference. So put on the Bellagio Bellagio fountain and have them say the thing that they don't like about themselves and Mm -hmm. then their energy stays strong. And if somebody can do this on their own by muscle testing this way, by pulling their fingers apart and have that same visual. So if anyone out there who's listening wants to try that, you can do that. Um, So that's one way. Another way is just visually wrap yourself in bubble wrap head to toe. When I get in the car, That's what I do. I do for myself. I do for my car and a plane, whatever. Well, someday I'll ride a plane again, but um, whenever I am anywhere and I'm walking into a space that feels unknown, it could be having a meeting with someone that I don't necessarily align with their energy, but I want to protect myself. I will do that.
0: Hmm. So So you're, you're consciously doing it every time when you're, that's good to know.
1: Yeah. I mean, and it could be part of your morning routine. Wake Mm. up, brush your teeth while you're brushing your teeth, raise your fountain, and go along the day. Um, On the other end of that, it is also so important to release the energy that you pick up from other people. I do, I actually do a cord cutting exercise at the end of the night um, and just clear off any of the energy that does not serve me. Um, I cut spirit ties and soul ties with anyone I was in touch with during the day. I return theirs to them, and I retrieve mine. And I intentionally say I only accept the energy that is for my highest and best self. Hmm. So, I mean, those are some of the ways that I protect my energy.
0: That's such an incredible, and so it's a, it's it's that daily practice of beginning of the day, end of the day, and what a difference that it does in the feeling. Donna, talk to us about gratitude. How does gratitude play a role in your life?
1: So, you know, I talked a little bit about raising vibration. So, excuse me. So we all operate on a vibrational level. People who are optimistic, who are positive, who walk into the room and light it up, they are a high vibrational person. People who are grumpy, who are pessimistic, who complain all the time, they operate on a low vibrational level. And the tendency is you wanna, we match the energy of the people we're with. And so my intention is to, round, to surround myself with people who are all high vibration. So there are two immediate ways to raise your vibration. One is through meditation, and the other is through gratitude. Hmm. When you go through your day and you are grateful for everything, I'm actually right now in the middle of a 14 day gratitude challenge where questions are posed each day and we have to write what we're thankful for. You know, This could be something you do every single day is to have a gratitude practice and intentionally write it down in the morning and in the evening, especially the evening I find more powerful because when you know that you are going to be writing down things that you are grateful for. Subconsciously, you are looking for things to be grateful for that maybe you hadn't noticed before. You know, for me, because we've been in quarantine for so long, I am incredibly grateful for my beautiful backyard. It is more beautiful now than I have ever remembered it. I don't know yeah. if it was the spring weather that allowed the flowers and the greens to grow so high, beautiful color green. I just... I I love nature anyway, and take pictures every day. I have thousands of sunset pictures on my camera roll, but (laughs) I am truly grateful. I am truly grateful. And when someone can intentionally state the things that they're grateful for daily, it raises your vibration and just changes the energy and everything.
0: That's right. We'll have to get you to do sunrise, sunset day this year when we do that in September. You know, I the gratitude, what you said about the end of the day, I, I want to acknowledge that. It's so true. I I started four years ago doing a daily gratitude practice where I'd post every day on social media what I'm grateful for. And I've done, so I call it 365 days of gratitude. And then it went year one, year two, year three, and now we're at 365 days of gratitude, year four. So it's day, I don't know what it is now, 1,100 and something in a row of doing it. But what was really interesting for me is it took about, probably about four to six months before it really sort of set in. Where I was feeling those deep feelings of gratitude because at first I was just doing it and I was like, God, this is so frustrating. I'm taking this time to do this and I wanna feel the feelings and I'm not getting it. And then I remember one day I started to feel, like, whoa, this is really cool. You know, it was that that deep, deep sense of it. And what I found with that end of the day practice is especially powerful because on those days where when you get to the end of the day and it feels like, eh, you know, it wasn't the best day or something happened that frustrated you or whatever it was. And just making yourself stop and rewind the day, not with the intention of, of mourning the day that you live, but of digging in deep to find that piece of gratitude. That has been, for me, one of the most powerful things to just start to have a final thought Because I'm totally that person who before this would go to bed frustrated or pissed off or, you know, mad that something didn't go the way I wanted it to go. And I will do this practice usually at the end of the day intentionally now because it forces me to have my parting thought of the day really be one of gratitude.
1: Absolutely. So, um There, I've also adopted the practice of I'll write them down. And that as I'm lying in bed, I actually, with my finger, write it in the palm of my hand, all the things that I'm grateful for. Mm. And that tactile sense. I'm just getting chills right now. Um, It is so powerful. It is so powerful.
0: Hmm. Oh, I'm going to try that.
1: Yeah, and I just, getting back to the energy thing, I just thought of one other thing that I want to share with the listeners. It's that if you are standing there talking to someone, hopefully the world doesn't know this, but if you're standing in proximity to someone and you can feel their energy encroaching you, a simple swipe of the right hand over your head sort of clears that energy. And it's very protective. So just very subtle, something you can do anywhere. Cashier at a store. You know, having a conversation with someone you're at a meeting. You know. <laughs> but it's, it's a powerful tool also.
0: I appreciate you sharing that because I feel like too, I was I was had to stop the other day that as we're all starting to emerge from our cocoons we've been in for the last few months and we're going into it with maybe the the caution, but also giddy the excitement of getting to see our people, and part of that trade-off is also meaning we might encounter some of the people that we don't particularly enjoy the most, and not to allow the presence of them to sour the joy that we get from our other people and having those reunions. So, just a little swipe overhead. And it's right side. Did you? Or does it matter if it's right side or left side? You did right side.
1: It's right hand. Um, I was taught right hand. I actually am not sure if it's ambidextrous. I would just look for argument's like, let's just say use your right hand if at all possible.
0: For those of you who are just listening only, Donna was making basically a swiping motion where she had her hand just above her chest and then swiped it overhead, almost like if you were going to come up and flip a hat off your head or something like that.
1: Or swoop your hair back.
0: <laughs> yeah, swoop your hair back. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, obviously, that was the one I would go to with, my, with so much time hair swooping in my life. <laughs> <clears throat> Donna, tell people a little bit about where they can find you online.
1: Oh, sure. Um, my website's the best place to find me, donnabrowndesigns.com. I list everything I do. The books are on there that I've been a part of. Um, my services are on there. There are crystals on there, although it's just, I think, a dozen or so crystals, and I sell hundreds of different varieties. So, um, so that's one place if you like instagram it's crystals to clarity and this will all be in the show notes but it's yeah, crystals yeah. underscore to and underscore between the words um i'm on linkedin as donna brown designs um facebook i have a facebook page donna brown designs so um if you want to email me if you have questions i'd love to uh i'd love to hear from you it's donna at and I my passion is supporting others. You know, this energy work is truly where my heart is, but I love crystals. I love supporting my coaching clients. I love sending Reiki. You know, I've always been a distance healer, which is amazing. So that even during the pandemic, my business didn't change much with that. Um, But it just excites me so much to know that I can serve people wherever they are in the world. I did a chakra balancing with a friend who lives in the Netherlands a couple of Mm. weeks ago and her response to it blew me away. So um, I'm just, I'm so grateful that I have the abilities that I do to be able to support people wherever they are geographically.
0: Donna, with crystals, is it with crystals, do we, are they crystals that you place on your body? Do you put in your room? Do you put it in your physical space? Like how does crystals typically work with that in that regard?
1: Well, the answer is yes. Like, so if you I have crystals, as you would imagine, could imagine in every room of my house, I have large ones, I have smaller ones, I carry them on my person, I wear them as jewelry. So um, like amethyst is a great example of one that you may want in your bedroom, because it's great for sleep to help sleep. Um, some people put them under their pillow. Some women wear them in their bras. I typically will put them in the, my pockets or carry them in my purse. Um, I always have a crystal on me at all times. So this is one that helps me to articulate a septarian. Yeah. Um, this is a blue lace agate. So this is a great stone to support the throat chakra to help, um, use your voice. <clears throat> so it is, again, it. It's whatever the individual feels called to do. You know, we are drawn to the stones that we need energetically also. So um, use them however you feel called to use them.
0: Does that answer your question? Yeah, yeah, it totally does. And (laughs) We're running short on time. So I just want to ask you one other question. I'd like to give people when when possible and actionable they can walk away with. So people who are watching and listening right now, they are wanting to do something that they could immediately go, they can immediately do immediately implement and it'll help raise their energy, raise their vibration, get them feeling more in alignment. What is one thing that they could do that you'd recommend they take away from this and implement right away so that they can have that experience?
1: So if they're not already doing it, I would say gratitude practice. The other thing is to meditate, just sit in stillness. And when I was, first started on this journey and I was asked to meditate. I was like, my mind does not stop. How's that going to work? Mm-hmm. And I found guided meditations worked really well for me. But for me, sitting outside in nature, staring at the sky and watching the clouds go over, looking at the trees blowing in the wind, staring at the beautiful, just nature in itself is very meditative. Going to the water, you and I were having a conversation about being near water. Find something that actually calms you, because when you can sit and surround yourself with that beauty, whatever that is for you, that will raise your vibration and bring you a sense of calm, especially now during the times that we're in, finding that center and calm is so crucial, and meditation is really the key in whatever form it is for you.
0: It's incredible. Everyone, this is one you're going to want to rewatch, re-listen, and also really tune into how you feel through it. Something I love and appreciate about Donna is that we talked a lot about energy today. And I think energy is often misunderstood to be that energy is this really frenetic, really loud, really excitable thing. And what I really love and appreciate about Donna is that you could feel today the energy that she's sharing from there was a there was a sense of peace calmness tranquility a really nurturing loving feeling too as she was sharing and I think that that is such a remarkable thing in the ability to just convey how incredible and powerful energy is in the presence of it in our life Donna laid out some really tangible techniques and tools that we could all utilize whether it's It's muscle testing, or it's getting a pendulum, or it's just trusting your own body calibration and being able to learn to ask yourself and trust in yourself, yes, no's. I love that she's a personal testimonial to the work she does in the sense that she wasn't always trusting, that she she wouldn't always find herself in alignment, that she struggled with food allergies for so long. And now because of doing these things that she teaches and practices to others, she's able to experience more energy than she's ever felt in her life. She has a better, sounds like, relationship with food than she's had before. And she's able to really just t- tune in to what she needs and how to nurture and take care of herself the best so she can better serve and help others, which is her main mission statement right now. How incredible is that? I think so often that we we try to care for others at the expense of ourselves. And what I'm really hearing from Donna is developing these practices, whether it's gratitude practice at the end of the day. My goodness, I love the idea of inscribing it onto your hand. And just doing that little tactile action, I'm absolutely going to incorporate that into what I do. How it just is these other little things to raise your vibration that when we go out and we start to engage with people, some of us might be going back to offices where there's some coworkers that we are not necessarily the biggest fans of, to put our Bellagio fountain around us and surround ourselves with that shimmering gold light. Of protection to just take that little pause and energetically the the hair the hair flip or the hat flip depending on what your experience is. There's lots of little things that we can do right away and to remember. Speaking of right away, to walk away and express gratitude or to walk away and meditate. So two ways that you can do that. Number one is just express something grateful about what you learned today, what you heard, what you what you experienced, or just look at the world around you. Or hell, you can even start with just the Wi-Fi that you have that you're able to hear this. Or sit in meditation for two minutes, you know, just be still and silent and really process what Donna shared and and ask of yourself, how does that show up in your life? What would it look like in your business, your personal life, your relationships to begin to implement everything Donna shared today? Donna, this has been absolutely incredible. Thank you so very much for sharing with us today. This has been a blessing, a gift. Thank you.
1: Oh my gosh, Jesse, thank you so much. And if I could add, I neglected to mention that all of the information about the daily to do's and um, energy work is I created a video series called Finding Joy and that's also on my website. So that would be a great way to visually see and learn all of these techniques that I shared today, plus others, but thank you so much for having me. I'm truly grateful for this opportunity and, and sharing this time with you.
0: Absolutely, and we'll have all those links available too. All right, everybody, we'll see you next time in another edition of A Handful of Hope. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you're finding value in these conversations, please rate and review on Apple, Google, Stitcher, or wherever your favorite place is to listen to